Denver Broncos. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride right off the top. Hey, they have moments where they look somewhat good. Moments. Moments. Um, how about we ride into this podcast? <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, you know what? Episode 21. I'm here with Pastor Chris Phillips from Denver, Colorado. Let's go. Uh, church planner, kingdom man, uh, leader, uh, athlete, friend. Yeah, man. And I'll do uh, Ben, I always love learning from you and um, grateful for your impact in our in our network and our church yeah. planning as a whole. You got a great mind and a leadership heart. You have been pouring in to walk church this weekend yeah. into our students. Um, and just grateful to get get a moment to learn from you on the podcast. Dude, I like I feel special just to be in this room right so here good. with Hayden Radner. Very like, kind. come on, man. And Walk, I'm so pumped to be with Walk and and have learned from you from afar. So man. have seen it. You've been doing it. I've been in the game for four years. You've been in it from eight. So, yeah. you know, I, I I feel like I'm learned a lot from you uh wow. in our tribe and our network. It's a blessing to be here with you. Kind of you yeah. to say those words and uh, that's what we're doing on this podcast. We're, yeah. we're leaning in really quick. Yeah. Husband to Libby. Yeah. Father of four kids. Yeah, four kids, three boys and a girl. Three ages boys. 14 to seven. Couldn't go for the four boys. No, you know, we, we had to go for the girl. So that was it, right? Was she My the last one? one? She was. She's Whoa. the last one. So three boys and then the girl. So she's the the caboose of our engine, our caboose of our train, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were done after that. We were either going to have our fourth boy or our first girl. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, as... A dad of four little boys. Yeah, right. Um, we're still praying for that girl. We'll see what <laughs> Whoa, the Lord has okay. in store. I mean, this is the level up podcast. Yeah, right. You're Come trying on. to level up. To <laughs> we're it. trying to level up and get that girl. Get your own team. Hey, man, so good. Hey, yeah. one thing we ask anybody who jumps on the pod and yeah. and and we're asking level up leaders, yeah. people that you know are inspiring and have people that are following their leadership. How are you leveling up in this season of your life? Man, you know what, uh, Hayden, it's been a busy season for us. And um, so what's funny is I feel like I'm leveling down. And by doing that, I'm leveling up, if that makes Talk sense. Talk about that. That's I, so good. I have, um, so we we went into a multi kind of site, multi-church you know, model, one church, multiple locations. Uh, they're in Denver. And in doing that, I knew that I was going to be busier. Like I knew that I was just going to have to be like, all right, it was going to be two years of running and running and running. And I'll be honest, man, like, um, you know, I come from a church background. I come from the the sales world, medical sales into ministry. And so it's just go, go, go all the yeah. time. My last year in sales, I traveled 12 weeks out of the year. Wow. I was gone 12 weeks out of the year. And so I've always Jeez. been a go, go, go guy. Yeah. And I, I often tell people I'm better busy. Uh, but going into this season, I got a high schooler for the first time. I got a middle schooler. Then I got two elementary school age kids. My wow. wife is a full-time teacher in Denver Public Schools and everything as well. And I knew by taking on more, I was going to have to rest in the Lord more, right? And it it seemed weird for me because nobody taught me how to Sabbath. Nobody taught me how to rest, you know, wow. do any of those things. And so I just knew, okay, going into this season, I needed to create and have a dashboard and have people hold me accountable to a dashboard of like actually doing less, if you will. Mm -hmm. So like, man, I, I have guarded my Sabbath and my rest in the Lord in the last two years. And I, I like two years ago, I would have said I was leveling down by that. Yeah. But what I've learned is it's helped me level up. It's helped me level up. Um, because I'm, I'm resting in the Lord more. I'm resting in my relationship with him. Wow. I'm realizing that he didn't need me to get done as much as I thought he needed me to get stuff done. Jeez. Um, and then, I mean, I'll just be frank. Like for me, I had a guy look at me. He said, Hey, he said, we take the Ten Commandments pretty seriously, right? And he's like, yeah. He said, one of those is Sabbathing. He said, what if you took don't commit adultery as seriously as you took don't 
like honoring the Sabbath. He said, how would your wife feel? And I thought, oh, snap. Like it hit me. Like I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not. And so why can I let that one slide and, and are so passionate about the other ones. Right. So, man, I just did like, I, you know, uh, that for me, like how I'm leveling up, it doesn't mean I'm sitting around doing nothing. Right. It just means that I don't plan out that day. I let the Lord, I give that day to the Lord, let him plan it. And in doing that, man, I just feel rejuvenated. Like yeah. after I'm done in my Sabbath time, like I just feel rejuvenated yeah. to do even more. My, I feel clear in my head, in my mind and all that kind of stuff. And it's actually helped me make decisions that I had to make, right? It's yeah. helped me slow down in those areas Great to think more kind of logically and systematically in some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like, it sounds weird, but I kind of leveled down by, yeah. it leveled up by leveling down. Leveled if, up by if that leveling makes sense. down. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I don't know. I've once heard someone, someone say like addition by subtraction. Yeah. Right. Right. Like yeah. you're cutting a few things out to really level up in the things that yeah. are right in front of you that matter. I'm putting my, yet like, it's a zero sum game, right? So everything I say yes to, I'm actually saying no to something else. Right. So if I say yes to do this thing, I'm saying no to family, friends, spending time in my community. What whatever I'm saying yes to, I'm saying no to something else. It's a yeah. zero we we live in a zero sum world. So I can't say yes to everything, right? And so I had to look at it and go, what's my best yes? Like what what do I need to say no to? The things that I can do and actually, you know, maybe really good and gifted at doing it. Uh, I think it's Andy Stanley at one point. He said if someone can do something 80% as good as you can, you need to let them do it, you know, mm. and um, because that other 20%, it's not going to make the biggest difference yeah. or impact. So for me, I had to put my best yes on the table, say no to the things I need to say no to, so and good. yes to the things that only I could do. Like yeah. only God had called me to do those things. And what I found out was before that, I was saying yes to everything. Yeah. And so I was therefore saying no to a bunch of stuff. And if you're not careful, you could actually start saying yes to stuff that God didn't ask you to do. Yeah. Like well, I like it. And I yeah. thought it was cool. And yeah. it may be life given to me a little bit, but it's like, man, am I, am I the one that like, does God actually want me to do yeah. this? Right. So, yeah. 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 That's, that's a helpful word. In the context of Sabbath, I remember hearing this from a pastor named Chris Hodges in yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. And he said, I'm not Sabbathing because I've had a long week and now I need to rest yeah. as much as I'm Sabbathing for the week ahead. Yeah. Right. That was a mind oh. shift for me. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm actually, I need the Sabbath. Yes, I worked hard and a day off feels good. Uh, but more than that, if I'm going to accomplish everything that's in front of me, yeah. I need that charge up. I need to plug in yeah. and rest Yeah, because God's going to use me greatly in the week ahead. And I think, you know, hi, my problem before was I looked at Sabbath as people just like what I knew of it was people laying around doing nothing, right. you know? And I'm like, well, that's not fun. Like mm. I'm actually, that's going to be yeah. miserable. Yeah. Right. So when that shifted with me, it was like, oh, I, I can actually get stuff done. It, there was a guy who told me, he said, look, if you work with your hands, Sabbath with your mind, or mm. if you Sabbath, uh, if you work with your mind, Sabbath with your hands. Good. And so I started doing dumb Do stuff. Different. Like I just like, I work with my mind all the time because I'm making decisions, processing them, you know, and yeah. all this kind of stuff, like researching, writing messages. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to create a to-do list around the house or to go buy stuff at Costco or whatever yeah. it is. So like sun, uh, Fridays for me became my Sabbath where I was like, I was getting stuff done. What I did was I asked Libby, I was like, hey, what you need me to do? What you yeah. need me to get done? And I was like, I feel so fulfilled with that. That's awesome. But then I would come back that day and then read or rest or work out yeah. or whatever. And then the other thing that I do, so I, that's man, good. So like That's I, good. and that rhythm too, leveling down meant also putting stuff down on paper. Libby and I, we dialogue daily, date weekly and depart often. And Whoa. so I, I just hold, I hold to that. So oh, I'm like, pause, all right. Pause, <laughs> pause, 
three the go go for those three so again. we we dialogue daily dialogue daily yeah means that like man we are at any given moment Whoa. whether it's after school whether yeah. it's like before school whether it's after the kids go to bed we're gonna stop pause and talk to each other like yeah. have legitimate conversation really good. dialoguing daily we date weekly. date weekly um and so for us dating weekly man she's a school teacher sometimes a date is sitting in her classroom eating lunch during her break That's hour, good. right? But it's like Make it happen. a date A date doesn't have to be some night out in the town. It just means intentional time with us together, letting us know that we love one another, right? So now a lot of times we we date, like I, you know, we go Listen, out. For the person watching this <laughs> or listening to this, let me give you a definition for dating. Right. That was so clean. It's intentional time together, letting us know we love each other. That's it. <laughs> Like we, man, Keep like in it a, simple. come on, in the Instagram world that we live in, yeah. right? My date, but I'm never going to live up to everybody else's date anyways. We went yeah. on this trip or we went to this restaurant. You can do those, but it's like, yeah, you can actually go there and get in a fight. You can actually go there and go broke spending all that money on it. You can actually go there and not Jeez. connect with one another. Hey, how bad is it if you go there, spend Bro. all the money and still get in a yeah. fight? <laughs> yeah. Drop a couple bills, you know, and then you're like, oh yeah, we got in a fight or we didn't even connect. We could have did this at home. And so we do both and. And then the, the other it. thing we do is depart often so we we're very intentional about finding people to watch our kids and that may be an overnight in the mountains and in, in you know colorado That's it good. may be going back somewhere it may be something with our tribe that yeah. we have we just try to we do that once a quarter i've seen you guys do that well yeah so it's, we try to do it it's not uh foreign to no. see you at an event with your wife with you yeah which and, is dope and she'll take off work you know yeah. it's like all right because she works full time you know Enjoy or maybe it. in the summer so we do that and then man i got a workout rhythm like i just i try to work out three to four days a week and it's nothing it's like 20 minutes a day like i'm 42 that ain't nothing I man i don't that's, need, not, that's <laughs> it that's motivating Look, I, that's convicting uh, we got friends that are like crossfitters yeah, you know yeah, and how do you know they crossfit just wait a minute they'll tell you you know and, <laughs> and I, i'm not any of that but i'm like i try yeah. to break a sweat for 20 minutes and i try that's to good. do that three or four and so that's my dashboard did i am i resting regularly am i dialoguing daily dating weekly and and departing often and am i regularly working out right yeah. and now that's aside from my god time you know and all that kind of stuff but yeah man so i i just was like all right i'm gonna go into that so i i think that's probably helped me in this season more than anything else right i love it get to watch some nuggets games and all that kind of stuff too right world champion nuggets hey the denver nuggets let's go are the world champions they are and i mean like i don't want to say it but like why did I start with the Broncos? I, I should mean, have started with the world Nuggets. world champion. Should be back to back to back MVP. Whoa! But I, front runner for this year's MVP, Nikola hey. Jokic. But yeah, man, world champions right there in Denver, and that's the right way to pronounce it, Jokic. Jokic. Okay, it. get it or right. the Joker, but it's Jokic. Yeah, yeah. the Joker. I Come just on. go with the Joker. Jokic, literally Dude. dominating the league. Yeah, just crushing it. Triple doubles left and right. Just passed like Jason Kidd, LeBron James. Dude. The man, Jokic, casual triple doubles. Yeah, like this is easy, guys. Yeah, let me just shoot this fade away because yeah. I'm back here and I can. Right, and you know what I love? Like, Great passer too. He's not. It's not his. Like you know, we we live in worlds where everything can become our identity. It's yeah. not his identity. Nah, being an MVP and a world champion isn't even his identity. Being a dad is. Being a husband, I'm like, so man, he, he's about it, huh? It's the real deal. Like, it's like, yeah. it's endearing to watch, you know? Also, like, golly, if you actually really cared, how good would you be? <laughs> right. Yeah, Jeez. Right. And an honorable mention for Jamal Murray. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, Worthy. Come on. I mean, like, he, like, getting him back was good last year. Talk about a level up, right? I yeah. mean, bro, tore his ACL. Yeah. Was out for about a season and a half. Yeah. And you Hard know, times. It, it actually, like Heiden, it goes back to it, right? He didn't come back too soon. Mm, he yeah. made sure it was the right time. That's right. He didn't just say yes. 
let's go because right. he could have messed it up but he was like i'm gonna get in the mental space i'm gonna be in the physical space i'm he gonna be in the emotion about some of that he too. was yeah and people were like they wanted him back because they were yeah, struggling and so it's like but you know it goes back to like man i need my best yes to be here and he wasn't ready like he wasn't ready mentally physically whatever it was I love that because I remember watching some of those finals games. Bro. He was next level better than oh. everybody. Oh, dude. And I then mean, he and geez. he and Jokic in the pick and roll. I yeah. mean, it, it's like Carl Malone, John Stockton days yeah. watching it, right? Yeah. Hey, if you're watching this right now <laughs> and you have no clue about basketball, yeah. get to know the Denver Nuggets. All yeah. right. Come on. That's real. That, yeah, sorry not just, for the quick. It's uh, not just a cow town. Yeah, Come on. Let's man, go. Them boys are nice. And uh, they already showed you that they're right back to it. Yeah. Um, so good. Hey, so can you just share a little bit yeah. about what happened recently? Because I think there's a lot of leadership ingredients that are in this journey. Yeah. So your church plant's called Journey Point. Yeah. Right. But along that journey, if I can use that word, yeah. you were contacted about a, an opportunity yeah. to have even more impact. Yeah. Tell us about that. And just some of the leadership components that, that yeah. wove within Man. Riverside and everything like that. You know, so we, uh, we, we planted in 2019, moved to Denver in 2017 from the South. God called us to plant, leave everything and, and go out there. We kind of, we didn't really solo, you know, parachute in, but we had a couple of families that were there, but we built all our families from the community. Um, essentially. And, um, and we go out there, COVID hits, man, Denver was on lockdown, you know, during, during COVID, we were 18 months basically online or not, not anything right. for a while. Tough. Um, and then during that time, right as we were coming out of it, I got contacted by a church that had been historically dying for 20 years. It's a 70 year old church, uh, in downtown Denver, two wow. blocks from my high stadium and uh, big property and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, it goes back high and we were talking a little bit about this before we started, but like, if you don't make the right hire, you have the right people for the right mission that God's calling you to, it could really be damaging and destructing, right? And so there was a church that went from thousands down to just less than a couple hundred, right? Wow. In a, a huge auditorium that seats 2,500. And um, if you lose focus of the mission, that can, that can happen real quick, right? So if I go for my mission, then I can lose it. If I do some stuff that God doesn't want me to do, right? Wow. If I say those yeses yes. and do the things that God doesn't want me to do, and I lose focus on the mission, which is to seek and save that's what which is lost, mm -hmm. in a city where 95% of people are spiritually disconnected from Christ. So they reached out. They wanted wow. a missionary mindset. And so basically, man, it's good. I don't know if it's like stupidity or ignorance, but we were planting, essentially, and then revitalizing at the same time. Not for the faint of heart. But honestly, it goes back to the same thing. You got to be a missionary in your city, reaching the people God's called you to reach. Really good. And uh, man, um, I think some of the leadership changes for me. One, I've said this for a while, but like, I really feel like God's called me to Denver greater than he's called me to anything else. Right. So I, I think, I think that love for city, that love call for diving in, that call to a city has been greater than anything. And it's like expanded the influence, I guess, you know, and I, I honestly, like I told somebody, I think that the downtown Riverside thing came up because of the heart for the city that God's called us to. Yes. Like we've said, I think like we say my high till we die. Like that's what my family says. And um, we'll go and do whatever God wants us to. Of course. But like, I think he's called us to a lifetime of ministry. And man, look at the guys that we love and respect. One of the common denominators is longevity in a city. Totally. Like the churches that they have, it's longevity and it's 30, 40 years, right? It's not moving to the next thing, but it's diving deep into the community so that God's good. called us to. Really good. And um, engaging the city. Our, our mentor, Vance Pittman, right? One of our mentors. I mean, yeah, like same absolutely. thing. Engage that city, make disciples, start the church. That's where you start. And so, um, so, yeah, man, we did that. And then honestly, some of the leadership decisions are hard because now I got to create the culture in the church plant. 
now I'm having a shift culture and the revitalization Ooh. at the same time. And it was like, oh man, it it's it's been like it not for the faint of heart, right? How do you shift culture? Man, I think um I think for me, one, it's living it out. Like I, I've got to live it out. The culture that you want to see, yeah. you have to live it first. I've got to, I've got to be the example and the setter. Like I've got to be, I've got to be the trailblazer for the culture that I want to see in there. Yeah. Right. I've always been a part of that. Like nobody's just gonna, nobody's gonna follow Kobe if Kobe ain't putting the work in. Right. Yes. And um, and so put the work in, be there, do it, do it healthy. Right. You yeah. know. And then same thing. If I want to, if I want a culture of resting, I better rest. Like if I want my team to rest, I better rest. And, um, and so, yeah, so trendsetting there and then putting the right people in the right position on the bus, right seat on the bus, you know, right. is a big thing and not being afraid to have the hard conversations. I think that's something I've learned the last two years to Whoa. go, Hey, like we, we have a spiritual weight as leaders of churches. And w- if I was a CEO of a company in the secular marketplace, would I be okay with some of the same like passivity and decision making mm-hmm. that some places in churches do. And we're serving something greater than a marketplace Good. job. And I'm like, okay, I need to have hard conversations. Uh, we say get to the last 10%. Like what, what is that last 10% we didn't say in a conversation that we need to have that conversation because that's where the truth is. Man, you could tell me the 90%. Like that's easier for a lot of people, but what what is it that you're wanting to tell me that you're get not Get to the last 10%. Me? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And so we even no joke sometimes like, hey, let's get to the 1%. Like let's let's go deep. Right. And, and I think, but you have to create that culture and you got to do it lovingly and kind. We have like, I'm not the like most, um, I, I honor, but it's not a regular, it's not an easy rhythm of me to just honor a bunch of people. So I actually, I discipline myself to have honoring moments, right? We say honor up, down and all around. It's one of the only commands in scripture, like Mm -hmm. in competition is to actually compete with honoring somebody. better say it, bro. And um, right. And it's like, okay, Romans, it says to outdo one another and show an honor. And so Mm -hmm. we have honor moments in our staff meeting. We teach it all the way, honor up with the people around you, honor around you, and then even down, down to leaders and everybody else. And so Mm -hmm. the other day in a staff meeting, we had we had an honor moment where we sat everybody down and everybody had to honor everybody we went around the circle right Crazy. and it's like hey it's, it's really good feels weird and it's kind of awkward at times but man people were like that was one of the most impactful things we've done and so i think that helps set the culture because then what happens is when we go and make some slight decisions in a revitalization that are different than what they've been used to man yeah. my team's got my back that's right and so if they've got my back then they're gonna they're gonna dispel anything else everybody's saying, right? And so, yeah, that's been it. And and honestly, trying to change that culture has been it's leading a new group of elders, it's leading a new group of people right. and mission and where are we going and what are we doing. It's but really it's good. constantly focusing on the mission. I, we're trying to get back to the Great Commission in what we're doing, and then help that be the mission for everybody else and what they're doing. Man, yeah. love how you put that. A couple of things that I heard right there. Um, first off, you gotta live it. Yeah, if you want to shift. If you want to shift the culture that you're currently leading within, whether that's a church, a gym, a workplace, your own home, yeah, you got to model and live out the culture that you want to see. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I heard you say is don't be afraid of hard conversations. And I think, I think sometimes people hear the phrase hard conversations, they think negative. Yeah. Hard conversations could be hard doesn't mean they're bad yeah right doesn't mean they have to be negative because of what you just said you can actually be honoring yeah and still do the 10 percent. even could be the sandwich right yeah let me honor yeah let me hit the 10 percent. yeah let me honor 100 percent. and uh trust the lord with the rest yeah oh man i think that is um 
that's so good in, in the one percent too. Come Man, on. and and you honor that. Like you, I mean, you show that. Like you, you are a great example of honoring. Like I love the culture Thank that you. you guys have created here. I really mean that, right? Oh, it's it's even down to the. Yeah, I mean, a lot of like we live in Denver. Nobody, there's not a Pastor Chris culture, you know. Mm-hmm. But like you, you have that. Even your people, as we come in to invest in these students, and say, hey, Pastor Chris, man, I'm so oh, excited yeah. to have you. It's like, man, like Absolutely, that, man. that honor you can see. It. And you've modeled that. That's and good. And I man. see you do that in our tribe. I yeah. see you do that in our network. Thanks, and in on, honestly, in a in a world of divisiveness and dissension, boy, isn't that a fresh aroma of Christ? Like that's that's something yeah, different. Like I want some of that. Now yeah. what's going on over here? Like, totally. So, so props to you for leading out in that way for a long time. Thanks for honoring yeah. me with that. Yeah. I receive it. And oh yeah, I think that you said it best. This is a biblical command. But isn't it better? I would rather be around an honoring person than a dishonoring person any day. I'd rather be around an honoring person that maybe isn't even as skilled, but they have the the heart uh, than somebody who's really skilled, but just not honoring. You know, I think that's a good, um, that's a good leadership ingredient there. I think that's how, those are way, what I love what you just shared is, yeah, this is culture shifting. Yeah. But it's also ways to level up. Yeah. Leveling up by uh I think I want to just double click on this real quick. Yeah, man. Having the hard conversations. Yeah. Because even just let's just say you're listening to this, watching this, and you wouldn't even consider yourself like a strong leader or you're not like a boss or or you're not in the chair one or whatever. Yeah. But here's what I found. Everybody's kind of got hard conversations. Yeah. Just normal rhythms of life require that yeah and i just want to say to somebody don't be afraid of that yeah. in fact lean into it yeah that might be the thing that's going to help you bust up to the next level yeah being being uh, avoiding the conversation could keep you at the same place yeah until you have it yeah you know what i'm saying man that's all throughout your life too like that's man. in your marriage yeah like when's you know you have a hard to, conversation in your marriage you for need sure. to have the hard conversation right mm-hmm. the things are man like Libby said, yes, it's a covenant. Right. Till death do us part. Yeah. And sometimes I'm afraid of telling, talking about the hard things. Man. And I'm like, I don't need to be afraid of having the hard things. Nah. She's with me. She's for me. That's right. And the same thing in our workplace. Like people should be with us and for us, right? Mm. They're on my team. When they know, when you honor them, That's when they right. know you're on the team, yeah. you can then look back and go, hey, we're in this. So let's talk about the bottom 10%, like that we need to get to, to help you get to the next level. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, like, That's okay, good. it's working out. Yep. Like you, you never... You, you never make gains unless you get to that last 10% of mm-hmm. endurance that you're trying to build, right? Good. And so it's like, all right, if I'm going to make gains, if I'm going to level up in what I'm doing, going in the 10% is going to help gotta, us in I, a, a great I gotta, way. I got to have some tension yep. to get that build. Yeah. That's good. I, I can't have, I, I heard it said this way, I, I got to have some tension on that rubber band. Now, I can't have so much tension that it snaps right. because then we're over, yeah. but I got to have enough tension in order to let it build and go. That's yeah. good. So, yeah, man. One thing that I've heard you share about is the concept of third space. Yeah. Like, um, and when you talk about leading and yeah. entrepreneurship and, and development. Yeah. And something that you're just passionate about stepping into that third space. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to ask you. Yeah. Talk to me about what that is. Yeah. So uh, first space is like home. Right. This is the first space I'm at. Hey, this this isn't like up. dating. Yeah. Kid. This right. isn't like this no. is how you pick up your, your no. girl type. No. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I didn't say third base. <laughs> <laughs> so first first base is home. Second space is work. Where is the other area in my life that I am spending time at 
that I can consistently spend time at so that I can build relationships with people. So like, do I continue to go to the same coffee shop? Right. We may, I love different coffee shops, but you know, like when I'm in Vegas, I'm going to mothership. That's right. And, uh, and I'm I'm going to go there. Right. It's really good. But can I consistently go there so that I know the barista's name so that then I can build a relationship with that barista or do I want to go where I want to go? Right. Do I want to go and be quiet in my Starbucks over here? So I don't get bothered by anybody. So I tell people like, Hey man, how are we going to, I mean, like Vegas at one point was the second loneliest city in the country, right? Mm. Uh, Denver was three, DC was one. And it's like, okay, do you have a third space where you can go to build relationships with people, where you see the people time and time again? For me as a pastor, right? I use that as an opportunity to build relationships with people to point them to a relationship with Jesus. And so it's like, okay, if I go to a different space all the time, like I can't do that. So can I go to the same coffee shop, meet Kat, to ultimately invite Kat into our our church family, you know, and more importantly, into a relationship with Jesus. So good. More importantly than a church family, even into a relationship with me. Yeah. But I can't unless I consistently go there. And man, what happens is we live in this world where we want to experience it. Man, you live in Vegas where right. you want to experience everything. Let's go to this show tonight and this show over there, and let's go over here to yeah. this casino. What if we created a fresh aroma of like, man, they consistently come in. And when they come in, they're so nice. Yes. They know my name. Yes. They call my name. You know, that that makes me feel something different, that they knew my name, called my name out, said hi to me, asked how I was doing, right? Until you build that relationship of, you know, what's going on in their life. And then you go, hey, Cat. space. Yeah. Woo. And then you go, hey, Cat, like, I know you said you were struggling with this last time. I want you to know I prayed for you, that that you would overcome what right. it was you were walking through. And, and then she's like, you like, you remembered and then thought about me while you weren't here. And like, I don't believe what you believe, but then you you asked the God that you believe in to yeah. change my life. Wow. And then ultimately, you know, walking into that. And so I, I think as, That's good, as followers of Christ, we we avoid, we don't even plan that. So my my what yeah. I tell people is like, man, find a third space that you can go to. And maybe it's one or two. And it's a normal rhythm. Don't create something you don't know. Right. Be passionate. If you love coffee, choose a coffee shop you can consistently go to. If you love the gym, yeah. go to the gym. But where you hoop, I'm sure you got third spaces where you go and hoop. Sure. And um, and it's it like, okay. A, like a barbershop. Right. A barbershop. Anywhere. Yeah, man. Ash is, is one of my, she's a barber I've been talking to for a long time. Like she's on the verge of attending yeah. our church, right? You're there. You're about to spend Bro, 30 minutes or so. 100%. This is an opera. This is an yeah. invitation. And you know for, what's funny? Yeah. Talk yeah. about leadership. Come on. My kids know my barbers and my my baristas' names, yeah. and they're like, "Dad, you're consistently going there. Why are you going here? I'm I'm going yeah. there for consistent reasons so that yeah. I can talk about the things of God with them." Son, this is my third space. Right. And so it's like, so I I try to tell people, man, find a third space that you can go to and really invest in that and dive all in, like go all in yeah. with it uh, for intentional purposes. Yeah. We just uh, celebrated a guy in our church. His name's Will. He just had a birthday mm. and um, was dope. His wife surprised him in his backyard, and uh, they created like an honor moment for people yeah. to come up to the mic and share and speak speak a word over him. But I thought it was neat. I was learning from this moment because so many people said, hey, like Will like invited me from the gym. He's always like, we go to work out. It's kind of like little like yeah, fun moments. Right. Like we're trying to work out. Will's over there talking to people. He's yeah. high-fiving people. Yeah. He's always inviting people. Yeah. Um, but I think that that was a good example yeah. of, you know, hey, and this dude's the buffest guy there, by the way. <laughs> so like, you can't say he's not working out. Yeah. But while in the process of working out and uh, doing his thing, working on his uh, his body. He's yeah. saying, I'm also going to use this as a space. 100%. I got some invite cards in my pocket. Yeah, right. You know, God's going to open a door and I'm going to step into it. Yeah. And um, 
anyways, I feel like that's kind of what you're describing. It's like do that. Have those regular rhythms where you can invite people. I saw uh, Pastor Scott uh, from Hope sure. did yeah. today at Mothership. Sick. He got a guy there. He's in there talking to him. I'm yeah. like, dude, he just preached. Yeah. You know, and he's tired and he's doing all this kind of stuff. But he's like, yeah, I got this guy. You know, I'm no. investing in him in my third space environment where I can invite him so into good. my life too. So not only are you yeah. building relationships with people there, but then that's you can invite good. other people into your life. Well, yeah. he's doing that too in his CrossFit gym right. at his crib. Like, yeah. man, I, I love that. Like, dude. Has got be intentional, right? It's like, what if we were intentional in that area as we were in everything else in our lives, be right? With our shoe collections and our, you know, yeah. Instagram scrolling and everything yeah. else. What if we were just as intentional to build relationships with people intentionally, especially in a city where people need it, man? Like they need man. it. It's a lonely city. Hey, I just want to, you know, just highlight that if you want to level up in your leadership, you're going to have to be intentional. Yeah. You know, yeah. and leadership is not just getting more knowledge yeah it's not just being sharper yeah it's do you got people following you yeah do you got people getting better because of you yeah then you're leading yeah man 100 dude yeah, I, man, I think if, that's really good if if there's somebody on the other side of that screen you know that's looking at that i'd, I'd say a couple of things about leading come on man if 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 you're out like you're, le- you're listening to this podcast or watching it because you're a leader. Like, right, leaders learn. Like, leaders go and they learn. And so, man, I think, one, I would say you have more leadership potential than you think. Come on. Um, God's ready to use you in a mighty way. Like, he's ready for you to do big things. Um, but you're going to have to be intentional with it. You're going to have to plan, schedule, make your yes be a yes. Say no to the things that you don't need to say yes to and say yes to the things you need to say yes to that only God has equipped you to be able to do. Um, but then to just rest in him and to be intentional in all of the things that you're doing so that there's a purpose. Like when you go to that third, there's a purpose behind what you're doing Ooh, and where you're going, right? There's a purpose. And there's a purpose. But like I, I'm going to go to my third. There's a purpose behind the coffee shop that I go to. There's a purpose behind the barber that I go to. Not just, man, no great leader does things flippantly, right? I don't think Steve Jobs. I don't think Kobe. Kobe yeah. wasn't just going to shoot free throws. Nah. He was going to put time in so that with game seven on the line, when he's there, he can do it, right? So whatever you're doing, be intentional with what it is you're doing because God's got a purpose behind it. Dude, Yeah. what a good word. Yeah. Hey, I had this thought before we close. Yeah. Um, I think it's just dope. You were involved with the cheerleading program at Tennessee in yeah. college. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like in a really like dope way. Yeah. Did you get a scholarship for that? Four years full ride. Hey, Dude, legit. Met my wife on. through it. She didn't share, but I hey, met my wife through it. And and Chris was pretty yoked over yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? To be able, I'm, did you have the one hand down? I did. You I had was, the one hand yeah. down? Look, I'm a buck 55 now. When I cheered, I weighed 198. No. 40 pounds. 198? 40 pounds a month. In That's my head, I thought I you were get. about to say 176. Yeah. 198 was as big as I got. Dude, you were yeah. you were D's, bro. I was, yeah. I crossed hey. What's uh what's one leadership lesson from that season? Oh man. Oh, I know you gotta dig deep for no, that. I just thought no, about it. You know, I mean, like, so I, I mean it sounds weird. I ended up being a captain, you know, like three years that I was there. That's awesome. Um, I, I think that like one, hard work pays off, mm. right? So like it takes a lot of work. Any any athletic venture you're in, like it it pays off. Yeah. Like in in whether it's cheerleading or basketball or football or baseball or polo or whatever it is. Sure. You gotta put the work in to get where you are. No shortcuts. Um, I think the other thing with all of that is like God uses every single bit of the season that you're in. Right. Because I look back to that and understand so much more about where I am now. Right. Mm, so like, I mean, nice. 
Tennessee had 100,000 fans, right? Man, I'm not shy to get in front of any crowd, right? So God wow. was you, God was preparing me for something later That's good. that I didn't even know what He was doing, right? That's good. Um, I like I'm I'm like the MC type of guy. Like I like if this whole pastor thing don't work out for me, I think I could be an MC of a game show. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, but like that that comes from that. So God uses every wow. moment of your life with intentionality and with purpose lean into it. and just lean into it and ask like, what are you doing now? that I'm going to be, what am I getting out of this? Right. Um, I and then that. that's and good. Man. I think the other thing too, I mean, like I, I, I made poor decisions in that time in my life. And, yeah. um, and so I, I think the, a win from that, like what I'm learning now from that time is that my past failures don't define my today and tomorrow. And, Great. um, and so like God's used that time where I made some bad decisions in my life to go like, Hey, that's not going to hold you back from what I have for you. I mean, we see that in so scripture too. Yeah. Grace. So powerful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love that. Man, this has been a dope podcast. I learned a lot <clears throat> in this session. I got better. Um, I hope that you got better as well. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube, hey, hit, consider hitting that subscribe button or maybe you're on yeah. a different platform or Facebook. Maybe share this. Whatever uh, streaming option you're using, if you're listening on audio, maybe consider hitting a review or a comment. We'd love to hear how God is you. I just got a message this week mm. from an individual involved with FCA. Just said, man, hey, you may not know this, but an wow. episode you did uh, a, a while back, man, is speaking to me and I'm sending it out. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for uh, doing that because we love to hear testimonies of how God's yeah. helping people level up yeah. in their leadership, not, not just staying the same. I, I found that when I level up, I feel better about it. 100%. I feel like, man, progress. Yeah. Come on. I didn't I didn't go zero to 100, but I did level up yeah. a notch. Yeah. And so hopefully you did that. I know you're going to do that on this episode. And uh, one more time, Pastor Chris. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Encourage. Yeah. Shout out to Mile High. Thanks for having me on. Denver, Colorado. Go Nuggets. Go Broncos, baby. Go Nuggets. Go Avs. That's tough in this city, too. Go Avs. What's the Avs? Colorado Avs, man. That's oh, hockey. Come on. Well, we got the Las Vegas uh, A's coming yeah. from sorry oakland you know we didn't mean it yeah, but uh we tough. need we need to keep leveling up so we can get the baseball big sports town now shout out to the abs come on. respectfully yeah that's right. um all good much love god bless peace <laughs>